This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. This is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest of today is a phenomenal, brilliant gentleman by the name of Kevin Harrington. So who is Kevin Harrington? Well, what I can tell you is Kevin is an original shark from the hit TV show Shark Tank and a successful entrepreneur for more than 40 years. He's the co-founding board member of the Entrepreneurs Organization and co-founder of the Electronic Retailing Association. He also invented the infomercial. He helped make, but wait, there's more, part of our cultural history. Kevin is one of the pioneers behind the As Seen on TV brand, has heard more than 50,000 pitches, and launched more than 500 products, generating more than $5 billion in global sales. 20 of his companies have generated more than $100 million in revenue each. Kevin is also the founder of The Secrets of Closing, the sale masterclass inspired by the master of sales, Zig Ziglar. Kevin is the author of several best-selling books, including Act Now, How I Turn Ideas into Million-Dollar Products, Key Person of Influence, and Put a Shark in Your Tank. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, my friend. How are you? Oh, my God. Thank you, Lisa. Very nice introduction. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, it's all here. about you. Thanks for making that possible for me to plug. So I just want to first open up by saying uh, I, a couple weeks ago, introduced and interviewed our mutual friend and collaborator, Jim Britt. And I just want to say what an honor it is to be partnered up with you for corporate sponsorship for Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. It's an honor, it's a privilege, and to the degree that you believe in me and the program, I can't thank you enough. And an honor, again, to be a contributing author to Cracking the Rich Code. So let's start with that for the listening audience. But I do, yes, yes. So I want to dive in. Yes. So I want to dive in very quickly here. And everybody who follows me, for which I'm very grateful for, knows that my approach is very unscripted. I think it makes for a much more organic and authentic conversation. So why don't we start with um, how it is that sealing driveways, what it taught you and what it prepared you for the business arena, Kevin? Well, so I go back to 
um, growing up at sealing driveways. I, I was 15 years old, so we're going back 45 plus years ago. So uh, it, it, my father was my first mentor. And mm-hmm. my father was an amazing man. But when, when he first started, um, you know, he, 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 he started as a bartender who said, I want to own my own business, saved up some money, opened up his own bar. I started when I was 11 years old working under him and he taught me a lot, but he says, Kevin, you need to be an entrepreneur. You need to own your own business, control your own destiny. And so when I was 15, I started a driveway ceiling business when I was in high school and it was a summertime job, but I was generating as much as a thousand dollars a week in revenue. And a lot of it was labor. So it was, it was a pretty powerful, you know, and this is your, we're going back to, um, you know, going back to the seventies. So, um, you know, this was, you know, in, in relative terms, that's worth a lot more, um, um, than, than, you know, than, than a thousand today. So, uh, but you know, from there, I really, that was the beginning of being an entrepreneur and just continued to create entrepreneurial activities. I started a heating and air conditioning company in college and, then I became a business broker and selling businesses. And, and then, then, of course, I can tell you the story if you want to hear it, but um, got into the ad scene on TV infomercial business from there. Yes. So it's been a, been, been a great run. And, you know, the last 40 years of, of building businesses have been a lot of fun. And, you know, look, looking forward to sharing some of that today. Absolutely. Well, I know for many of us, including yourself specifically, Zig Ziglar has been very key and instrumental in many of our own individual journeys. And I know that that is true for you, Kevin. So if we focus on a couple of his principles, you know, you can have everything you want in life if you help another people, enough people to get what they want. Let's talk about how that underscores success. Let's talk about what that means in terms of paying it forward, being of service, as opposed to just the bottom line and making a sale. Yeah, I mean, I think Zig Ziglar was an you know an amazing, an amazing man. I think they they broke the mold uh, after Zig was born, and he he really truly had you know a great motivator. But in my opinion, one of the greatest sales trainers, one of the greatest salesmen and then sales trainers that uh, the, the world has ever seen. And, and so Zig's philosophy, like you just said, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. That's how he approached a sale. He, mm. he wasn't, he didn't come into a sale like, I can't, you know, I, I need to close this deal to make a commission. He approached the sale from how can I solve this person's problem what is it they need and hey maybe it's my product that will solve a problem for them right so Mm -hmm. um and so when he approached business that way it was a long-term aspect it was a problem-solving aspect and and he wanted a customer for life a one-call close was was not his mentality he wanted to help people today so that they would continue to come back years later so I just I, I think that um, that that problem solving mentality in the sales process it, it differentiates a true long term sales person like Zig was and like he taught versus people that were just in it for the quick buck to get 
um, to get, you know, that commission. So um, it, it worked for many, many people. And, and, and when, you, when you look at, you know, selling cars or selling insurance or whatever it might be, if someone's not buying a car one time, I mean, I, over my lifetime, I've probably bought 50 cars, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, you know, so if somebody hustled me on the first one and I never went back, shame on them. They lost maybe 49 other sales. And, and this is what Zig, his philosophy was, was, you know, g- g- help people through the process so that they're going to be coming back to you ongoing in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that ties into another one of his principles, which you've just kind of uh, crystallized, stop selling, start helping, which is a segue, Kevin, you know, why do you think it's still part of the human condition today in 2019, where people are still committed mindset wise to be problem saturated as opposed to solution focused? What is that block for that percentage of people that still surf the planet? Well, you know, I, I think, first of all, it's, you know, Zig's, Zig's philosophy of, of the long-term aspect, sometimes that means you might have to forego a commission today, you know, because in the best interest of the client, maybe, maybe they don't need your product right now, but they will in 90 days or six months. So, so I think one of the, the, one of the challenges that exist in today's world, um, you know, People that are so focused on today, making that commission and, and driving that, it's, they're, they're putting their own interests ahead of, of the person that they're dealing with. And I think many people d- d- would, would look at that and say, that's not authentic. And that's, you know, this, this isn't what I'm looking for. So, so I, I think that, that when it's all said and done, yes, this philosophy is, is, is for the long run. And those that, that can't understand that are, are, are you know, are going to be focused on the today as opposed to the tomorrow and building that continuity business. And, and that's, that's what I say. I mean, it's the, the, in, the, in the business world, the, I, look at, I, I look at a couple numbers. The first number I look at is what is the customer acquisition cost? What's it cost to acquire a new customer? Then the second number I look at is what's the lifetime value of the customer. So if, if you're focused on the one-time call, the one-time sale, and, and you're only making a one-time sale, your customer acquisition cost is, is, is always pretty expensive. You, you may barely cover the cost to acquire the customer. You made your commission, but you're done. Whereas if you're looking at it from the long-term standpoint, that the lifetime value is something, you know, something that I'm going to be in, this, in, in a relationship with this customer for years and years and years, all of a sudden the lifetime value may 10x. So I, it, it's an amazing philosophy and it's worked for Zig, it's worked for me and many, many others. Beautiful. Beautiful. So as we all know, Kevin, you've been credited as the person to produce the first infomercial back in 1984. Now, tell us a little bit about the inception of that journey, because that truly encapsulates what it means to be a visionary and to project something being beneficial, advantageous to the consumers at large by you having come up and adopted that idea. So what was it that made you what made you resonate with that whole thinking 
that whole mindset of, you know what, there's a better way to get messages out there. There's a better way to get products out there. How did, how did this originate for you? So, so I was a young entrepreneur, um, early eighties and, um, I was having a lot of success. I mean, this was 35 years ago. So I was in my twenties and a young entrepreneur and I, I bought a house and had cars and employees and, you know, a couple dozen employees and, so I, I remember I, I ordered cable television for my for my home. And prior to, to this time in the, in the, in the early 80s, people, and I don't know, Lisa, if you can remember black and white television or when, when yes. cable first came out, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> it went, went from four channels, five channels to 30. The, the first offering was 30 channels. And I remember saying, oh, okay, I've got ABC, CBS, NBC, and, and, you know, like a PBS station, but now I'm going to have 24 hours of sports, ESPN, 24 hours of movies, uh, uh, HBO, 24 hours of music, MTV. I got to the Discovery Channel, which was Channel 30, and there was nothing there, and there was actually bars on the screen. So I called the cable company, and I said, hey, I love this, this package of, of, of all these programs and channels that I'm getting, the sports, movies, and everything, but I'm not getting anything on your 30th channel. There, is there a technical problem, or what's the issue? <laughs> I said, oh, no, Discovery, yeah, they said Discovery is only an 18-hour-a-day network. You must have tuned in during the six hours that we have nothing, okay? And I'm like, wait a minute, six hours of nothing? I didn't Light understand. So, yeah, so that's when I said, well, what can I put on that time that we could be doing business together. So, um, and so that's when I started putting products on. And we started in the early days with kitchen products, then we went to hardware, then we went to fitness, then we went, you know, we've done it all. We've, you know, Tony Little Fitness, Jack LaLanne and the Juicer, George Foreman. We did the Jenners and the Kardashians and the Hiltons and many, many others. And it's now, you know, let's fast forward 35 years, 500 products, billions of dollars in sales. It's been a it's been a fun road and a and a and a, and a long um, a journey uh, along the way. That we've we've made a lot of great friends and and made a lot of people many millions of dollars. We've made uh, you know hundreds of people millionaires in the process. Okay, so it's it's Brilliant. been just an un- unbelievable experience dealing with some of these amazing people. Brilliant. Well, not only is that story and how that came to be for you brilliant. I mean, you talk about visionary, you talk about ingenious, but again, that syncs very well in terms of being in alignment with what we just said moments ago when we were referencing the principles of Zig Ziglar. If you can identify somebody else's problem or how to better make their life more convenient, then you're going to have repeat customers. And so when you think about what infomercials are premised on, you know, who doesn't need this? Who doesn't need that? Who doesn't need an upgrade on this? Who doesn't want the most latest, greatest product? So, I mean, clearly you did identify and embody those principles and it has served you well, my friend. So congratulations on all your success and accolades. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. So if we go back to the time on Shark Tank, and we know that you began your time there uh, on 2009. So if you take a look at where the show is today, how, how do you think, fast forwarding to today, what's evolved? What do you think makes the show even better than what it was initially back in 2009? What's the lasting factor? Well, so I, I think 
it was funny. I, I, I got the phone call at, in um, 2008 to go meet Mark Burnett, went out, met with him, and he's explaining to me what the show was all about. And he's like, um, you know, hey, you're, there's going to be five of you investor sharks in the front of the room, and someone's going to walk out. They got a business idea, a product, a service. They get to pitch you for three minutes, and you have three minutes to make up your your mind on whether you're going to invest in it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I said, hey, that's what I do every day, Mark. <laughs> so um, he's like, really? I go to the houseware show, the hardware show, the fitness show, et cetera. So make a long story short, um, you know, it's the, the original show um, was, you know, was a great format, great concept. And I think today it's, it's, it's such a powerful program because entrepreneurship is across many spectrums. It's male, it's female, it's young, it's old, it's teenagers, it's kids in grade school. I mean, I do shark tanks for um, the fifth grade. It's at it's, it's some schools where they, they've got ideas, they wanna run it by a shark, you know? So it's, you know, the world, you know, today's environment and the marketplace, I call it, you know, we're experiencing an entrepreneurial revolution on a global basis. I was just yeah. in India. The entrepreneurship is unbelievable there. Singapore, I was in India, Singapore, Hong Kong. Thousands of people are coming to see me and talk to me about their ideas when I go to these markets. So it's, it, you know, and, and when, when I get calls from high schools and colleges, I mean, last year I probably did 20 events at different colleges um, around the country. And so it's, it is, you know, people love the concept of Shark Tank. Maybe the, the changes in the show, there's a lot more celebrities on there. You've got Richard Branson and Ashton Kutcher and Charles Barkley and Alex Rodriguez and Bethany Frankel are now sharks. It's, 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 it's created its own kind of just a, a massive uh, cult following. And it's a global show now. It's running in 100 plus countries. It's on Netflix. It's all over the place. So, um, you know, it's 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 just become one of those things that um, I mean it's the number one business show in, that's ever existed in the world and I'm just super excited to be part of the branding of Shark Tank and 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 to be part of its birth and help get it off the ground. Brilliant, phenomenal. Well, I also had the honor and the privilege of uh, showcasing and interviewing here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, one of your cohorts, Damon John. I, you, you know, what you're all doing is just absolutely amazing in the space, truly amazing. And the ways in which you are cultivating change, shifting people's paradigms, uh, you know, really upscaling and leveraging the trajectory of where people are going. You know, people are looking to people like you, Kevin, because for anybody who might be doing something similar, if you want to level up and you want to be coachable, you got, even from an intangible perspective, you got to look at the people who are already endeavoring, have endeavored and have been massively successful that's who you learn from. Those are the people that you pay attention to. So for the ways in which your messages has resonate, resonated with all of us on the global scale, I just want to say thank you because I've learned a lot about my business through people like yourself. Uh, I don't know where I would be today if yeah. I didn't have people like you to look to and go, okay, well, how would Kevin deal with that? What, what would Kevin's strategy be? Um, so you've been instrumental in my own entrepreneurial genera- uh, journey. So thank you so much, Kevin. You bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, hey, look, we're all 
in the business of helping entrepreneurs. And um, it's great to be able to be here together with you today and, uh, um, and, and hang out a little bit and talk about entrepreneurship. Well, let me ask you something else, too. So for all the thousands of pitches that you consistently get, you know, there might be somebody who has a good idea, but they don't necessarily know how to articulate it, or they're not the whole package deal, because we know that there's more at play than just an idea. So for you, how do you innately, intuitively make the decision like, okay, I don't quite understand all of that, but there's something about this person who is just fired up, they're passionate, they totally believe in the concept of what it is, so they can deliver it, they can sell it, they can market it. What's the differentiating factors for you when you're making that decision? Yeah, I'm going to endorse you. Yeah, I'm going to support you. Yeah, I'm going to back you, as opposed to no, sorry, it's just a flat out no. Well, there's a couple things. I mean, it's, I actually have a, a, a 10-point checklist that I, that I look at. Um, um, you know, it, without I could spend an hour on that, but um, you know. So I think just I'll, I'll mention a couple of the things that motivate me as an investor. I mean, I, I like something that solves a problem first of all. But mm -hmm. it, you know, so a, a problem solver is where it starts for me. Um, and this is kind of how inventors invent. They, you know, an inventor walks around his house and says, "What problems do I have here that I can?" focus on creating something to solve that problem. But mm -hmm. it's, it, this is where it gets, as an investor, where it gets important. I look for a problem to solve, but it's got to be a unique, a unique solution. And, and so I say, is, is your product or service unique enough such that it solves a problem that no other product or service solves in a similar fashion? Okay? Mm -hmm. So this is where the kind of the rubber meets the road. How, what is the unique positioning of your product? If, it, if you invent something that there's already a dozen products out there that do the same thing, hey, what good is it, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, or there's two things that are out there already. So I look for unique positioning. I look for problem solvers. I look for things also that have, and think about the business I'm in, the ad student TV business, the home shopping business, the virtual business. It, it, it's a very visual business. So I look for things that have, a magical transformation, sort of a some kind of a before and after type of thing. So, so solve the problem, solve it uniquely. Um, so, you know, show me some magical transformations. These are a couple of the things that we start bringing to the table here. So, um, hopefully, that gives you a, a, a little bit of an overview of that. But um, you know, it's it's not. It, there's I never never ceases to amaze me. Somebody comes up with something different, new and exciting. And uh, sometimes we've got to think outside the box for sure. Absolutely. Or just get rid of the box altogether, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, we know that you've been named by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 100 entrepreneurs of the world. We also know that we're living in a space where, for some people, it's more a buzzword. It's the flavor of the month. It's trendy to say or classify or characterize yourself to be an entrepreneur. But for somebody to have had your longevity, Kevin, for somebody to have your visionary uh, capabilities, what because we have a lot of entrepreneurs who are plugging into this show today and consistently every week. So what to you would you deem or classify as the core essential ingredients for what makes or breaks an entrepreneur? Well, uh, that's, that's a great question. 
first of all, I think an entrepreneur has to have passion. They got to have a real strong belief in themselves. And you know, it's funny. Um, uh, this weekend, I'm going to be at the world launch of Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Uh, Fantastic. World, world tour of the Think and Grow Rich World Tour, right? And so um, this is um, the, the, the Napoleon. I bought Napoleon Hill's book Think and Grow Rich when I was 15 years old, and mm-hmm. he said. What, you know, whatever you conceive and believe, you will achieve. You can achieve, okay? yeah. And, and I have, there's another um, a great um, entrepreneurial gentleman that I followed for years. His name was Paul J. Myers. And he said it in another way. He said, whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire, sincerely believe, and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. So um, I think that, um, you know, I believe you got to have passion. But if you look at those steps, you know, passion is desire, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's taking Paul J. Myers, whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire. A lot of people have great vision. They have great passion. They have lots of desire. But um, do they sincerely believe that they can do it? And then that is where there's a missing link sometimes. And then the, the next step, this is where many do not make the cut. Do they enthusiastically act upon it? Too many people, they've got this great idea. They have a passion. They have a desire. Yeah, they want to be rich. They want to be wealthy. They desire it. And maybe they believe it. But this is where they sometimes don't. But do they enthusiastically act upon it? No, this is where a lot of people fall down. And enthusiastically acting upon it, there's, there's two steps to that principle. It isn't just going and doing something. It's understanding that you're not always going to be successful. And so you can be enthusiastic, but if it's blind enthusiasm and, and you get knocked down and you quit, you know, then you're out. I say you, you have to enthusiastically act upon it with the understanding that not everything is going to be successful. And there's another quote that I'm going to bring in, and I'm giving you a lot of quotes here, but, you know, um, the, uh, one of the greatest uh, 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 gentlemen in, in politics over time was Winston Churchill. And he mm-hmm. said, being successful means you have to be able to go from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Right. Yes. So yes. You enthusiastically act upon something, but be prepared for it not to work. Get up, dust yourself off, and go back at it again. So it, most entrepreneurs in their first round, they fail, and then they're like, oh, wow, I can't beat this. I can't do this. So, you know, so the question is, do, you know, do you have all these elements? Do you have the belief? Do you have the passion? Do you have the, 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 the enthusiasm? And then do you have the plan to go make it happen? Absolutely. Well, you said something that I think would be important for the listening audience to understand a bit more of the backstory in terms of you walking the talk here and being the the breathing example of knowing that this is very true. So going back to your uh, days of being an initial entrepreneur at 15 years old and you're, you know, sealing driveways and starting up your own little business, you know, you got rejection after rejection after rejection. And I think we live in a society today 
where people are just so soft. People are not hardwired to go, you know what? This is part of the grind. This is what's going to build character. This is what's going to make me hungrier. This is what's going to make me strategically go, okay, I need to recalibrate here. Something I did or didn't do wasn't working. It wasn't flipping or converting into a yes. So what do I have to do? Because essentially it's all about taking accountability. You have to take ownership, whether it be for your success or your failures. It's it's applied to both. So you have been rejected time and time again before you amassed your great wealth and your great success and your great name and your great products and your brand. So what would you say to the people who are listening today who, you know, they get a couple of back-to-back rejections and all of a sudden they're in the fetal position? What would you say to them? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think I would say, like Winston says, you got to be able to deal with it, right? You, you know, success is being able to deal with failure, failure without the loss of enthusiasm. I'd say you've got to get yourself up, dust yourself off, go back at it again. But there's one missing link sometimes people don't understand. Not everybody has the total capabilities by themselves to do it all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of failure in the early days. I couldn't raise capital. Why? Because I didn't know how to do it. I didn't learn how to do that. I, nobody taught me how to raise money, right? I mean, they don't teach it in grade school or high school or even college in many cases, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I had to learn the hard way. If I'm going to be a successful entrepreneur and go global and build a billion-dollar business, I need to have capital. So I said to myself, i got to surround myself with a team of experts. I, gotta sur- I actually hired a former bank president to come in and, and be a mentor for me in how to raise capital. And Brilliant. we went to banks that it turned me down that we got $3 million lines of credit from. So it's, you know, just because you, you want it, you desire it, and you're acting upon it, if you don't have the right people, if you don't surround yourself with some experts, I call it creating a dream team. And so, you know, I mean, you have a certain expertise, Lisa, I have a certain expertise, and I, I, I can only take things to a certain point. I need operational folks, I need legal folks, I need finance folks. And I surround myself with the best of the best. And this is why when I go back to the early days of Zig Ziglar, et cetera, I, I, I didn't know how to sell. I, I learned how to sell. And, and Zig's methods and, and books and videos and everything, I learned from the master. So you don't think you can do everything yourself. Surround yourself with mentors, coaches, and experts. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's important to note, too. I mean, it, it's it's well known. We don't know what we don't know. But if we know enough to know that we don't know what we don't know, that should you should have enough foresight and fortitude to go, OK, I know that to be true. I need to go talk to people about the missing links in my business that could take things to the next level or even just get it off the ground. Um, so I think I think that's very key too. And I have really embodied that and embraced that myself. You don't know what you don't know because we all have different strengths and we also have to play to our weaknesses and we have to know how do we turn those weaknesses into strengths so that it becomes a a well-oiled machine. So I I think that's important and you have to be coachable, right? A lot of people, they think they know everything. They think they know everything and then they re- then they can't quite conceptualize why it is something fell apart or why it didn't happen or go according to plan. You, you know, you got to release that ego and, and be teachable. You've got to be coachable. 
Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. Fantastic. So for all the different hats that you wear, Kevin, for all the different pots that you continuously have your hats in, you know, if you could only maintain doing one thing in all the aspects of what you do, whether it be speaking, whether it be um, helping other businesses, whether it be writing books, whether whatever the case may be for all that you do, if you could only continuously do one aspect of what it is you do and do well, which out of all of those would fire you up the most? Well, I'll say this, I, you know, and that's a, it's a great question. My day every day is, is, is unbelievable to me because every day is a new day of new opportunities. And I, I, I in the old days, I called it exercising your curiosity, meaning mm-hmm. you, you need to get out there. I, I, I said to people, yeah, that you know, what's been one of the things that that has, has been so powerful for you, Kevin? And it's it's that I I started going to about thirty trade shows a year going back, you know, thirty years ago. So I've been to the the Chicago Houseware Show thirty two out of thirty four years. I've been you know the hardware show is coming up in Las Vegas. There's the the fitness shows, the beauty shows, the toy fair, the the PGA golf show, and so. If I want to find, there's the shot show for fishing, um, where they have you know guns, ammo, and fishing. And so, and I don't to to this day still get to 30 shows. There, there's the big one is the consumer electronic show. But 30 some years of doing dozens of shows a year has connected me to so many people and so many um, relationships around the world that I feel that 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 has been the most powerful thing for me that continues to bring me tremendous deal flow. So, I mean, let, let's put it this way. If you wake up today and you've got one thing to do, you've only got one way to make money. And hopefully mm-hmm. it's a good one. What happens if you spend two years on it and you went down a path of a lot of time and money and it ended up nowhere? You got to start mm-hmm. all over. If you, if you started today with five opportunities and, and work those, and, and I'm not saying stretch yourself too thin, but have teams of people that can help in each one. And, and then in two years, two or three of those popped, you know, maybe the one you thought was the best on the front end didn't work, but one, I mean, this is the crazy thing. I, I, I had a project that everybody in my office said I was crazy to get involved with it. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to even invest much money. I'm going to spend less than 10 grand on this deal, but I got a hunch that it's that it's an opportunity and um it ended up doing 200 million dollars in sales so wow um it you know it 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 was a hunch but not a not like i thought this was going to be huge it you know but it's you just never know so i mean the beautiful thing that about the world i'm in today where i test i, I say i like to test before i invest the beautiful thing about that is is that um, sometimes it's something that they didn't know was going to pop that popped. So, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, you just, you know, I'm in the business. I hit one out of three, one out of four of the things in a, in a product world that, that I test. And, 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 and so if I, let's say I'm, I'm going to, you know, I used to do 50 projects a year and we would hit on 10 to 15 or so of those would somehow pay out. Uh, some would become winners. Some would become grand slams. We'd have some singles, some doubles, some triples, and some home runs. Okay, but it it 
you know, if, if you took a, a, a bunch of smart people on the front end and said which 10 or 15 are going to hit, it, it, it's all over the place, not knowing which ones ultimately would be those. So I'm just going to say that it's, um, it, you, you, you can't focus, in my opinion, don't focus on just one thing the entire uh, uh, time, because it, this is something my father said to me many, many times, is you've got to have multiple streams of income. Yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it, you know, that, that, that's something I think, um, you know, in the old days, I had one stream of income, we'd go up, we'd go down. And I didn't like the downs. I have, I, I live my life today with dozens of streams of income. Fantastic. Well, and it's like with anything. I mean, the people that I gravitate to are the people who are the most diversified. And I think that carries through and transcends with every other aspect of their life. Um, you know, because then you get away from the tunnel vision and you recognize that there's more there's more here that you can uh, capitalize on in terms of your talents, your passions, your creativity, never mind the common sense approach to your bank account, right? Absolutely, yes. So being cognizant of time, because although I'm grateful that uh, you've joined us here, I mean, it's taken me four years to get you. That's how relentless I am. That's how much I don't deal with rejection. <laughs> I don't accept rejection either. I just keep going. Um, but uh, being cognizant of time, I would like to give you the opportunity to let it be known. How can people connect with you? What's upcoming? Where can people buy your books, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So thank you, Lisa. I appreciate that. Um, so. Anybody that wants to track me down, go to go to kevinharrington.tv. That's my website. You got information on my book. I've got a couple books, How to Become a Key Person of Influence. Um, that's a, a bestseller. Also, um, the, the my, my very first book was uh, Act Now, How I Turn Ideas into Million Dollar Products. Um, so, so I think bottom line is that, you know, that's a good place to start. Um, I mentioned the, the Napoleon Hill World Tour. It starts uh, Friday um, in Anaheim, and that's something that I'm, I'm excited about. And, and you'll go all the way back 40-some years ago, um, first getting Napoleon's book. I also did a venture with Zig Ziglar's family, um, and, and I, I own the, the digital rights to all of um, the assets of, 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 the, of the Ziglar uh, selling uh, products, um, all the books, the, the IP of, of his stuff is owned by the family, but we own the rights digitally to take the sales products around the world, and we've done millions of dollars in sales now. So, um, so everything is, 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 is out there um, on my website, kevinharrington.tv, and um, it's been a pleasure uh, getting with you, and I appreciate uh, the persistence, and I think I think that's one of the traits we we kind of talked about is 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 having a belief and an and what did we say enthusiastically act upon yes that's certainly what you did and I want to commend you for that and thank you for having me today it's been a real pleasure I hope our listening audience has um, has gotten some good tips from from our conversation today it's it's been great hanging out with you. 
Absolutely. Well, you've been a wealth of knowledge and I want to thank you again for the gift of your time because I know you've got to cut out here earlier than when we usually round up, wrap up the show. Um, but the fact that you were able to fit me in and again, I want to thank you for our sponsorship relationship and our partnership and collaboration and an honor again, it is to be a, a contributing author to Cracking the Rich Code with you and Jim Britt. I think the world of both of you and I'm immensely grateful. So I wish you all the best. We'll talk soon again, Kevin for the listening audience. I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules for tuning in to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. My purpose, I'm very clear on it, is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Wishing you a phenomenal, safe weekend, and I look forward to being back with you again next Friday. Love and gratitude, all my best. Take care, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero. Be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.